All right, hello everybody and welcome back to WCAT The Den. I'm Ethan. I'm Matthew. And welcome back to our sixth episode, numero seis, of what are we going to be doing? Talking about sports. And today we're going to be going to start off with a more serious note and then move on to our usual stuff. But we had to give a quick shout out and a uh, remembrance to the one of the greats that ended up passing away this Sunday, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant, Los Angeles Lakers legend, died around on Sunday, uh, January 26, around 9.47 Pacific time. Uh, he was one of the greats to ever play the game. He was 18-time All-Star, uh, five-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP. He won MVP in 2008, scored 81 points in a game against the Toronto Raptors in 2006, and scored 60 in his final game. And he had an extremely decorated career, one of the greatest, as I've said, to ever play the Black Mamba. And it wasn't just him in this crash. It was his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, Gigi, um, who had extreme passion and love for the game. And then a whole bunch of other uh, people, Christina Mauser, and the Altabelli family, John Kerry and Alyssa, Sarah and Peyton Chester, and then the helicopter pilot, Ara Zabayan. And there's just so, the outpouring of love for him, from him, from everybody is, it's really, it's really cool to see, but it, he is going to be missed everywhere. He was an inspiration for so many kids. And personally, as much as Jerry West should be respected for what he did, I don't think he. I think Kobe should be the logo of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like we're gonna go more personal. I have to say this. I am personally, I'm not much of a fan of the NBA. I don't watch it that often. I don't think I've watched five minutes of a game where Kobe played in. But the way that he impacted the people around the world that day that it was heard. I remember sitting in my room, I was working on some like essay for one of my English like sports. I decided to take a quick breather, open up Instagram, and that the first thing I saw that we, it was the announcement from TMZ. I got it before it was on the media, before it was on the news. I thought it was a joke. And yeah, then me I, too. I thought, cause it was from TMZ. I'm not, I, TMZ is sometimes there. I mean, yes, they've uh, proven things correctly sometimes, but how the way that they got it so quickly I didn't think it was real that no media was covering it, but then as it slowly started to spread and the news got it true, I was watching the Pro Bowl. I went down and watched yeah, it to too. make sure it was uh, it was true, and they put an announcement there, and that's when it finally hit me that he really may be gone. And just the way he went out with his daughter is just the saddest, saddest thing yeah. that could ever happen to anyone in any, in any situation, no matter if it was Kobe or not. Anyone who has something to go that or go that way is just horrible, traumatic, and just every additive with the horrible just to describe it. It just sucks, and it was great to see what the NBA did. I personally thought they should have canceled all the games, but I love the way that all the NBA players have been taking it. They're all respecting him, wearing 24 and 8, doing the 24-second violation at the start of the game with the shot clocks and then the eight second backcourt violation great to see that they're respecting him there mm -hmm. gotta love it you know i i'm one of the people who's advocated for kobe as one of the greats ever for a long time and i think that and that doesn't change with this and it doesn't make him any better of a player but it makes 
the story more devastating that he had built his own sports academy in 2016 and he did he died doing what he loved to do most and that was coaching basketball being around basketball that was his life he took he was taking his daughter Gigi to their academy in northern california and that helicopter crash a dense fog that morning they really should never have taken off in the first place and this is why you, you can't take anything in life for granted because you never know when it all crumbles and th this is one of the most devastating stories I've been alive for in not just sports but just all time one of the most devastating things I've been alive for personally and it obviously doesn't excuse it doesn't um overstate the such things like 9-11 or sandy hook or parkland but it tragedies like these as a sports fan yeah as a sports fan it hits you in a different way than it does as something like what happened at parkland right and so he was a role model to me he was a role model to a lot of people a lot of kids looked up to him and i know a lot of people are struggling to cope with it right now um yeah, I really don't have anything else left to say. All right. Got respect to Kobe. The Black Mamba will always be remembered, but we're going to move on to a more a enjoyable, enjoyable topic. topic. We, we, we could take a deep breath right here. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no just kidding. Ugh. Step away from that. We, we had to do it. I mean, <laughs> we, me the and Black I, Mamba, he will be missed. And yeah. instead of we have our time to mourn, but let's celebrate. Let we at celebrate the same time the greatness. celebrate the greatness of him. And with that, we'll move on to the uh, big, big event. My personal holiday, as in one of my actual college comp essays, I said that uh, it was a bigger holiday than Christmas. The Super Bowl, baby. Yes, sir. I know. Last week we caught, or last week we covered our topic. Sorry if you haven't heard our uh, what is it podcast. We forgot to upload it. And, uh, Rough times. Whoops, we forgot to upload it, and we're slowly but surely uh, getting getting it up there. <laughs> so it should be up by at probably around the same time this is, but you'll be able to hear our prediction. Or we, we, we didn't go over predictions that much no, in that other not. episode. So we're, we left it for today because today it's the actual week. We there, You never know what will happen in a week. Things could change. And that's where we're going to be starting. So uh, the big Matthew Posner. Yeah. <laughs> Got yes, his sir. got his predictions and he's shaking shaking his hands right now. Cannot wait because uh, me and uh, me and Pep or Matthew Posner we're both in the journalism class and I was generous enough to let him do his <laughs> Posner predicts the Super Bowl. I let that go into the sports editor thing and also shout out to Santi for letting it go into the sports thing too. But he was able to get into put his predictions into the newspaper it is not technically out right now but it will on friday but january 31st get ready we'll let matthew start this off since he's actually written an entire uh, article about what he believes is going to happen all right thank you very much all right so let's begin with we'll go niners side of things and then chief side of things um the niners after an ugly four and 12 season last year i mean they were not fun to watch they didn't have a level of talent garoppolo after three weeks towards acl and never had a full season. It was Nick Mullins. Um, that, that was a good story. Anyway, the second pick in the draft, they take Nick Bosa, a highly touted defensive end out of Ohio State University. Um, and he came right into the NFL and burst onto the scene, just like his brother Joey did. Nine sacks, 62 tackles, and an interception that he returned for a touchdown. Yes, a big boy did that. Um, 
Their elite defensive line includes players like Eric Armstead, D. Ford, DeForest Buckner, and Solomon Thomas. They lead the league in sacks. Not, it's not even close. I mean, their whole team is way ahead in sacks. Their running game is excellent. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and Matt Breida. They have great receivers like Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle. And then, of course, there's Jimmy G. Obviously, I think he's going to be the big question for everybody this weekend. Agreed or disagree with that? Yeah, very good. Um, because he is, obviously, quarterback's one of the most important positions in football. But not only that, he has a lot to prove in this game. A lot of pressure on him. Nobody really necessarily knows what kind of impact he can have on a big game like this. And we will see, I think, this weekend what we really can get out of Garoppolo. Um, he did graduate from Rolling Meadows High School, not Ooh. that far away from here, about right. 25, 30 minutes maybe. Maybe not even, depending on traffic. But So a lot of people around here, they have a whole tribute at Rolling Meadows for the guy. Uh, they're taking it under their wing, and so – that's we'll see how that goes. Garoppolo to me is the big part. Everybody else has proven something. Garoppolo has a lot to prove this weekend. Yeah, and uh, what is it? Me and uh, my family, we have extended connections because my mom is knows so many people and loves talking to so many different people. We have connections actually to uh, Garoppolo because I got insight. People don't know this. Fox Sports is actually running the story during the Super Bowl on Jeremy Garoppolo's favorite teacher. And my mom's a teacher, and one of her friends actually worked at the same school that Jeremy Garoppolo is choosing the teacher, and both of them are friends. So can't wait to see that go up. And I might ask my mom if I could maybe get an autograph from Jimmy Garoppolo through our connections. Might We'll see if it comes in. Don't know. But getting wait for the autographs, I really believe like, as, as good as – basically my, my idea for the Super Bowl prediction is that I believe that the – I like the Niners, but I only I like him for Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone else, I don't personally want because I'm a underdog, big a big underdog guy. I like choosing the underdogs, and I want the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl because they haven't won it since the third Super Bowl ever, I believe. Second or Corre- third? Correct. Correct. I think third. It's the it was third. the it was the third ever Super Bowl. I think it was the second one or the Super Bowl that they won. It's been a very long time since they won, whereas the 49ers have had tons of success with uh, the big names like Steve Young. Jim- or, uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Those those uh, ring a bell for you. <laughs> yeah, but Montana, and one of the greatest. They've got tons of talent that they've had, and they've won tons of Super Bowls already. I think five, I believe, five or six Super Bowls they've already won. If they win, they're gonna tie for the most. So they are very they are more successful franchise, and that's why my underdog self is choosing for the Chiefs, and also because the. The Chiefs are finally there into the playoffs, which they've been well-deserved after getting knocked out last year against Tom Brady's uh, Patriots after they lost where uh, Petty Mahomes didn't even get to touch the ball in overtime, which sucks. Bringing up them. bad memories. Yeah, it sucks for them, and that's how the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl, and that's how they won it last year. But good thing Tennessee and Derrick Henry able to stop them this year, and the Chiefs have a chance to move all the way down. And I think this is the year with their high-powered offense. It's it's going to be, as you were just saying, it's going to be a high-powered offense versus a very high-powered defense. Agreed. And, you know, you look at Mahomes, who might be the greatest player of all time to ever go under 25 years old. Uh, and that's I'm not being dramatic, crazy. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a fact. It's a fact, <laughs> I think. Uh, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, that offense is best in the NFL. I don't care if you agree with me or not. Sorry, Chiefs. Uh, sorry, Ravens. Um, here's their problem here. And – I'm not saying that the Chiefs' offense isn't one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, 
Their defense is the level of a 7-9 team that couldn't make the playoffs. Canadian football league. <laughs> yeah, their defense is pretty much equivalent to college teams. They don't have – I don't know whether it's coaching. I'm not I'm thinking no because Steve Spagnuolo is their coach there. But um, they really struggle defensively to stop anybody or anything at all. And – and when it comes to something like this, when it comes to Super Bowl, I use the biggest cliche in all of football, defense wins championships. This is why I have 27-24 to for San Francisco. I think it'll be a close game. San Francisco's offense has been great all year, and their defense finally shows up. Not finally. Their defense shows up in the biggest moments, and the Chiefs' defense can't just can't get it going again. Uh, that's how I see things. Yeah, well, I got to take the opposite road since we're obviously picking two different teams. Great to have this for uh, entertainment purposes. Yes, but sir. I believe the Chiefs, with their high-powered offense, who's going to cover Tyreek Hill? I mean... Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman's pretty, pretty on the old on the old part of that. He's, he's old school, but he they, uh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but they know they don't nickname Tyreek Hill the cheetah for nothing. He is too okay. speedy. And some I know sometimes, at, what is it... Mentally, or like smarts, intelligence. There you go. That's where I was looking for intelligence. Can be outsmarted by uh, by bigger people or people with more skill. And in this part, Tyreek Hill is just gonna be. I think he's gonna at least get a touchdown or two in this game. He's gonna be torching that defense. It's gonna be this 49ers. I mean, besides Richard Sherman, all the, for the rest of them, I'm assuming it's gonna be their first time in the Super Bowl ever. They're gonna be rookies to it. Where the Chiefs, or at least at least playoff-wise, they don't have as much experience as the Chiefs do, because the Chiefs have had they've been in the playoffs, they've been a consistent playoff team for years upon end, and they have been absolutely unstoppable. <laughs> as Matthew's giving me a glare. Uh, <laughs> keep going, keep going. Yeah, the because I, I I just think the defense as great as they've been. There's been some holes on it. I mean, if you look at both the records. They have been proven, and any time they verse a weakness, I mean, did, did these teams verse each other in the regular season? I don't, no. they, I don't no, think no, they no. did. But, I mean, last time the Niners versed a good, our high-powered offense, they only won last minute against the uh, New Orleans Saints, and that's where I think it's uh, going to be the opposite. I think the Chiefs are going to win last minute against the 49ers in a higher-scoring game than expected. All right, so... You said you like the underdog, right? I do like the underdog. You like the underdog story. Um, then what is there not to like about, or love about in this case, San Francisco? I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love Kittle. <laughs> Who doesn't, though? I mean, he's an absolute monster of a human being. But uh, this has been, to me, one of the greatest seasons I've been alive for and have fully watched. Ten seasons. And there's, I can probably give you four reasons, and I'll go fast. One, I don't see a team named New England Patriots in here. That's number one. Woo! Number two, you have so many teams that you look at and you're like, where the hell do they come from? 49ers, Ravens, Bills. Definitely the Bills. Watch them out for, ne- watch oh, out for them Lord. next year. <laughs> um, Titans, uh, Packers. They didn't make the playoffs last year either, did they? Um, Vikings with a couple of upsets first round. Eagles, who never really should have made the playoffs. We'll talk about that later. Um... There's just so many teams that came out of nowhere this year, and a lot of teams are disappointed. <clears throat> Chicago. Um, <laughs> to me, all of it is worth nothing if San Francisco doesn't win. Personally. Because as somebody like me, to, it would be an unbelievable story if San Francisco can complete 
one of the biggest shockers, uh, personally in NFL history. You look at the 32 teams in the NFL. They were probably the 25th or 6th team. I probably would have given. Yeah, you. Adam Rink uh, ranked them. They were supposed to go three and 13, and he may <laughs> he may lose his job. Yes. And uh, he had the Titans going four and 12. That's really no. Bad. They had him three and 13. Too. He had him three. That's even worse. Yeah, he had three and 13. Oh my God, Adam, come on! And the Titans made it to the AFC Championship, so you fail. But in all honesty, I. I believe that I'm rooting for San Francisco, and I think San Francisco. You rooting for the Chiefs, and yes. you think Kansas City. I mean, if the Chiefs are able to stop Derrick Henry and they're running offense, I mean. Yeah, but the Titans didn't have a passing offense. This offense, this whole team is just complete. They have twenty. Is it twenty? Yeah, they have twenty-two players on a field. Eleven starters on offense and defense. You cannot name me one player that is a hindrance or a negative on their team. That offensive line is built for success. That defensive line can attack better than anybody. Their linebackers are excellent. Their oh defensive secondary is excellent. Ex- excellent? That's not a word. Excellent. Their safeties are also really dangerous. Jaquiski Tart and, um, oh, my God, what's the other guy's name? Um... The guy from Tampa Bay? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Lord. Something with a... Lord have mercy. Um, hang on one second, people. Um, I'll, I'll beat it to you. Uh, no, you won't. No, you will not. Uh, 49ers. Safeties. I'm going to get this. All right. Um, can I get a drum roll, please? Um, <laughs> 49... That's not a drum roll. Uh, 49ers depth chart. I cannot believe I did not know this off the top of my head. Man, um, that, you failed me. Usually, you know, you got Jimmy this. Ward. Um, there you go. I was waiting for that. All right. And then there, you've got your whole other defensive line with uh, defensive secondary with Richard Sherman and Kella Weatherspoon, uh, Quan Williams, Emmanuel Mosley. I mean, you, every, you know almost every name on this defense. I mean, if you've watched the games this year, you know the names. You've seen the names, and they've proven themselves all year long. And so I, I think they're by far the most complete team, and I think they should win it. Well, as obviously you've seen from different previous seasons alone, I mean, sometimes the names are huge, but sometimes they get embarrassed in the Super Bowl. The last time that happened, Tom Brady against the Eagles. The Eagles were a no-name team. They didn't really have many big, big guys, and they were versing this big Patriots dynasty of a team, kingdom, if you, if you really want to call them. And they were able to overcome that. They didn't really have that many players. And t- obviously, Tom Brady, you could, Tom Brady, Edelman, Gronkowski, that, that offense was as high powered as the Chiefs, in my opinion. And their defense was still stacked. Don't get me wrong. Then they had, I, oh God, who, who else was on that Patriots team? You want to you help me out here? Um, who are we looking for? Like linebacker, defensive wise. Like they had, uh, they didn't have Gilmore then, but they still had the McCordy twins. Jamie Collins. Like they were just completely stacked on that team. Yeah. And they ended up choking because Brady couldn't catch a ball, but... <laughs> Brady couldn't catch a ball? Remember that? They, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just like, like I'm saying, sometimes big names don't really matter in the Super Bowl because when it comes down to a game, anything could happen. And this is sports in general. When it comes to the big game, anything can happen. And that's why even though the 49ers have a really stacked defense, the experience and the uh, usual yeah, the experience is going to come down or the people with the more experience is, gonna, is where it's going to come down to, and that's where I believe the Chiefs are going to have this one. All right. Are we ready to move to the NBA? Yes, we'll move back to basketball, but on a happier note still. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be bringing up the 
Big deadline that's coming up right now, the NBA trade deadline. <laughs> All right. Um, maybe you heard that, maybe you didn't. It's clapping because the NFL trade deadline this year sucked. Yep. Congratulations, you got to keep to leave. Anybody else? Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Um, yeah, keep to leave. That didn't even play a single game for the Dolphins, and so that was the biggest one. Irrelevant. Yes. The NBA trade deadline over the past couple years has averaged 20 trades in the last 48 hours in the past two years. So if you don't think things are going to change, you got nothing coming. Um, you want to go through some big names? You want me to start? I'll let you take this one. All right. So we'll be, we will begin with couple of players, not little small-tier players or lower-tier players that could be big helps for title contenders right now. And one of them is Robert Covington. Rocco played for the Tim- played for the Timberwolves, I think, his entire career. Um, I might want to check that. But I- oh, 76 in Timberwolves for Robert Covington. Um, teams such as the Philadelphia 76ers, who previously had him, uh, Utah Jazz, any other teams here? Let's see. Um, Detroit Pistons. Pistons. Yeah, I was going to say Pistons. Uh, Pistons really could use somebody like that. Trailblazers, um, you got that one weak spot at power forward. You slide Robert Covington right in there, and you finally have a title contender, personally. And then 76ers, they have no depth at all. I think I said 76ers already. I'm just, I think he's the team they should go to because he is exactly the type of player they would need. Um but I think one of the big teams you'll see this trade deadline is the Detroit Pistons. You've got yeah. players such as Andre Drummond, who I believe has about a 15% chance of staying with Detroit. I have him in my fantasy league. I'm trying to trade him <laughs> because I don't want to know what's going to happen with that. Um, Blake Griffin, again, the knees just aren't working out. And they're not going to hold him. They're no. going to dump him away for nothing much, really. Maybe get a couple of role players, but the Pistons are going to get rid of Blake Griffin, I think, at this deadline. And Derrick Rose. Um, he's not even starting mm-hmm. over Bruce Brown. Who? Raise your hand if you know who Bruce Brown is. Not I've got many. maybe one maybe one hand. I, I doubt it. I, I, I doubt probably it. some guy from Detroit. Fair enough. If you're watching <laughs> from Detroit, you probably know who that is. And even if you don't, that just goes to further show. Um, but I believe that Derrick Rose is being wasted in Detroit. This man has revitalized his career from the legs that have torn apart. Can't even dunk anymore. Um, He went from an unbelievable dunker to an unbelievable shooter and can't dunk, and he couldn't really shoot back in Chicago either. Um, Teams like here, let's get a couple of lists here. Uh, The Celtics, wouldn't he be on the bench again? The Nuggets, there you go. Uh, Denver, you've got Jamal Murray already a point guard. Why not fill in Derrick Rose as your two guard alongside Nikola Jokic? Ooh, maybe that'd be dangerous. Um, Mr. Nuggets fan over here. Sorry, I'm. I'm He's gonna be a little of, bit more biased kind if you of care. Biased, kind of, <laughs> kind of biased. Uh, the Clippers. Um, their starting point guard is Patrick Beverly. That's fine. How about Landry Shamit? You know who that is? Raise your hand if you know who Landry Shamit is. Unless you really watch college basketball, you probably don't. I have no idea. Which Utah State shooting guard back in the day? No? Not feeling that one? I am not that educated. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, You're crazy if you know all this. <laughs> That's Matthew Posner for you. Yes, sir. Um, but I think he they would be a good spot there for Derrick Rose. Um, let's see. Any other really big names we want to talk about? Oh, Cr- yes. Chris the, Paul. Chris, the Chris Paul sweepstakes. Um, the veteran why would they <laughs> move him, though? I mean... What is he doing for the Thunder? Not really 20, much other than rotten and 20, dying. 20-something points. I mean, 
But well, they're not, they're not going to make the playoffs, so. They're the seventh seed. They, they are the seventh seed. They might make the playoffs, depends on if they can hold. All right, so stats. They're not going to go far in the playoffs. No, they are not. Um, especially if they play the Nuggets in the first round. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Seventeen points, five rebounds, six assists, leads the team in two of those categories, and so. I don't know. I mean, the only reason why Chris Paul is going to get traded in the first place, why nobody wants him, has anybody seen that contract? No, yeah. Um, just to give you a sense of an idea, Chris Paul makes the amount in this contract. He's it's forty million dollars here. That um, Patrick Mahomes uh, is on track to make in the next twenty. So yeah, oh doesn't my gosh. Really, doesn't seem fair, does it? Uh, especially since one of them is thirty-four and the other one's. 20, what is it? 24? I think it's 24. Something along, yeah, and he's actually, and one of them's in the Super Bowl. And one Bowl. of them's actually good. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Chris Paul, nobody's going to want him, so Thunder might as well just hold on to him. Um, here is the one really bold prediction I have for this trade deadline. And it's a pretty big one. I think the Warriors... It's D. not going to be. It's not going to be D'Angelo. Not D'Angelo. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we might see a Clay Thompson move. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't know. Uh oh. D'Angelo Russell over, over Draymond Green. I think they'd get okay, rid Draymond of. Okay, Draymond sucks nowadays. It doesn't. Matter. I would. I'd get rid of Draymond Green before I. Oh, rid of I would Thompson. too. But you really think you're getting much value out of Draymond Green? Nope. So, Draymond's pretty much just. Um, who is a good comparison for Draymond? Jokic, but six inches shorter. Uh, Rodman, maybe Dennis Rodman, no offense and pretty much rebounding, and that and that's that's all you got. Yes. Sorry, Dennis. I mean, I liked your hair, but thank you, Kim Jong Un, for stealing the South Korea. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, but I saw the South Korea. And see, now we've gone to Dennis Rodman, boys. Um, he would be a fun Bulls coach. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I would not be entirely shocked to see the Warriors finally give up on the Splash Brothers. They're both injured. Klay Thompson's heaving around a $35 million contract annually that I'm not really sure the Warriors want to pay. Because when D'Lo, when, when they both come back, D'Lo's coming off the bench. You're going to pay three guards $30 million and have one of them on the bench? That's basically burning a $30 million hole in your wallet. You want to get $30 million stolen from you, Ethan? I would not like that. To yeah, happen. I don't think so either. Um, I think they're trading at least one of the three. I think D'Angelo Russell seems the most likely to most people, but don't be surprised if it's Clay Thompson. Really, don't be. Um, but D'Angelo Russell, if he goes anywhere, I think a D. Ro- a D. Russell's going to go anywhere because he's not been in the program that long, and people in San Francisco really, really like Clay Thompson. So that's why. I don't, yeah, I, don't think- I mean, you're true. It's a super bold prediction. And I think it can happen. I just don't know if it will. Um, But the big place that I think D'Angelo will go, and I think should go, is – can I get a drum roll, please? Second one of the day. Indiana Pacers. Pacers? Um, The Pacers are one piece away – one call away. Um, They're one piece away from becoming a title contending team, if not a title team. Yes. You've got players like Demonis Sabonis. Sabonis, who's been an absolute, absolute beast this year. He's going to get snubbed for All-Stars. Just watch. Um, you'll talk to me tomorrow and be like, oh, my God, you're right. Victor Oladipo, who is coming back tonight. Hey. <laughs> hey, now, and Force is playing against the Bulls. Really? Why you got to do that? Um, <laughs> Miles Turner. 
uh, keeping the names going. Um, you know, the TJ Warren. Thank you. I was, mm-hmm. I was waiting for the one. And you know, and they have two young talents in Aaron Holiday and uh, Justin Holiday. Yeah, they got the brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, they should trade for Drew. Um, yes. <laughs> just make yeah. They trade Drew Holiday for like Get. the other two Holiday brothers. <laughs> Drew Holiday for Aaron and Justin. Are you kidding? Just switch teams entirely. <laughs> just Minus. Holiday swap teams. Um. No, but in all seriousness, I think if you have D'Angelo Russell, oh my God, Malcolm Brogdon. I knew I was missing somebody. So you have a lineup consisting of D'Angelo Russell, Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo, Domanis Sabonis, and Miles Turner. Title team in the this, Eastern Conference. This just screams success if, they, screams if they're success. missing one more piece. Not only that, you got uh, what's his face off the bench. Um, um, uh, oh, TJ Warren. You got TJ Warren off the bench. You gotta love your TJ Warren off the bench. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pieces on this Pacers. The Pacers could contend now, damn it. I mean, they've got the piece. Oh my God, I forgot about Andre Iguodala. Oh my lord, I forgot about Andre. He's on the Pacers. Grizzlies. Um, Grizzlies, yes. Hasn't played a game. Hasn't even showed up to their facility. Yeah, that's exactly. And they traded him in July of 2019. It's been a decade since he's been on the team facility. Oh my gosh. Oh my lord. But. Just imagine he gets traded back to, like, Golden State. I no. wanted to leave you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where that, would he go? A... That would be funny. He can go to Indiana, you know. Do they trade for both? I mean, you you get you get Iggy from – oh, and you get rid of T.J. Warren. Yeah. Hey, arms of an angel. <laughs> Iggy okay. off the bench? Uh, he wouldn't do that. I don't, think, I don't think Iggy's going anywhere to be a bench player. He wants to go somewhere and start. And if he doesn't get that opportunity, he's not going to play. And I think that's what we learned from the Grizzlies this year, too, is that Iggy is selfish. <laughs> um, sorry, Andre. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much your NBA trade insight. You got anything you want to add, good sir? I mean, maybe the situation down in uh, big old Texas Houston Rockets situation between uh, the big Russell Westbrook and James Harden has not particularly really been working out as they planned. No, it really hasn't. But uh, I don't I don't I don't know. You don't, you don't have anything to say about that? Here's the thing. Uh, I personally have never liked James Harden. So, I have the biased opinion in thinking that Russ is better than him. Um he brings more value to a team than Harden ever will. I mean, yeah, I get Harden's a great offensive player, but it's predictable at this point. Whereas Russ, you never know what Russell Westbrook can do, ever. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I There's no way they'd trade either one of them at the deadline. The, Mike D'Antoni doesn't have the... Uh, the the uh, balls. <laughs> yeah, can I say that? I can't. Right? Yeah, yes, D'Antoni can. does not have the balls to, to make a move like that. The Rockets organization, Daryl Morey, does not have the guts to do that either. Um, as I'm looking at the playoff picture, just to see if there's any teams I've left out of the loop... Um, I'm looking at the Western. The Western Conference is absolutely loaded. Yep. I mean, you've got eight teams that I could see legitimately fighting for something. Um, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, Rockets, Mavericks, uh, Grizzlies, Trailblazers. Those are eight. I think the Thunder will go nowhere. I think the Spurs certainly aren't going anywhere. If they even make the playoffs, got to do that first. Uh, the Blazers will make their way in. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely, they'll ease their way in. Um, I'm just interested to see how the Grizzlies play with that young talent. Morant. John ja Mor- ja Morant. 
Jonas Valanciunas. And remember Brandon Clark from Gonzaga? He's there, yep. too. I mean, you got Jaron Jackson. Dylan Jr. Brooks from Oregon? Dylan. Oh, of course you bring up Dylan Brooks. I have to. Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J's out of Michigan State. I mean, that team is so young yet so talented. I think they get some more. They should really start getting some players at the trade deadline. Are you Memphis. kidding? Yeah, because if you think about it from a – if you're like a March Madness fan like us, having all these players on the same team just seems like it's a god squad. It does, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, no kidding. And from March Madness standpoint, at least. And from March Madness, not only that, they've really transitioned well in the into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson has found his little uh, niche as the power forward who can draw, who can really get physical inside. Valanciunas, well, Valanciunas, I don't even remember Valanciunas is from Lithuania. Very I'm far not away. Even, I don't even remember if he uh, went to, uh, played a the bearded one. <laughs> NCAA, the bearded one. Is that isn't that Harden though? Is that a copy? That's uh, <laughs> just grow more hair. It's <laughs> grow more hair. <laughs> John Moran, obviously out of Murray State. Mm-hmm. Bro, uh, Brandon Clark. Woo-hoo, Gonzaga. Woo-hoo. Um, that was. Oh my goodness. Um, he was fun to watch. Him and Ruby last year. I'm going to college hoops too early. Um, we'll, we'll cover that in a second. All right. Final thoughts? I'm saying too many thoughts. So. Yes. Uh, I'm, I, think, I think we're able to move on. But we'll, be, uh, we'll move on to the thing I wanted to cover personally, Go which is it. our first time talking about the Major League Baseball oh, yeah. of the year. I wanted to bring up something that just came up. It is Chris Bryant mm-hmm. just lost, I believe, today. He lost his grievances yes. with the Cubs. He was, there has been a situation between him and them that before the season, or as the season coming to the end, there was red flags waving for him as he was not playing as well for the Cubs. And he would, looks like he was, he, like my, I mean, I got to see him play. He was playing all right, but he's not playing to that high level of play. And when the Cubs missed the playoffs this year, it, or last year, if you want to say it, last decade, <laughs> they, uh, yeah. They red flag started to play because this team was supposed to go far, just like the Bears, and they didn't live up to the expectations. And when that happens, welcome to pe- Chicago sports. Yes, and when that happens, things are going to have to change, and that means that sometimes one of the star players on your team has to go. And the person that has not been performing the greatest has been Chris Bryant, even though he's been a statement and an icon for this Cubs team over the years. He may be on his way out, and just like that as what is it that that's been the story and today they released a statement saying that he lost his grievances which i mean that means he's staying one more year with the cubs but i i actually uh, don't know uh, you, you sure I, i've talked to a lot of people around here big time cubs fans mr uh, paul jean yeah <laughs> crawley um i don't know if anybody here wants him anymore <laughs> no um the way he's been handling the situation i don't know i think you trade him away to a team like the diamondbacks or rockies just get him out of here and far far away and get some good pieces from it. I mean, if they trip with the Rockies, they might be able to get Arenado out of them. And Arenado. I don't know there. if they're going to get Arenado out of that if you just trade maybe, Chris Bryant. Maybe. You probably well, have to give something else up, too. Yeah, which uh, I remember we were talking, I think, which 
oh god with Crawley I don't, I don't know if I was talking with him uh, or no it was, it was Mr. Steinbach we were talking about the Cubs and uh we, we brought I brought up the Chris or no it wasn't Steinbach it was actually uh I was keeping two of the basketball games and I wore a Cubs sweatshirt and one of the referees oh we my were, goodness gracious yeah we, 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 we were talking sports with him before the game started and I, we were talking about how when the fir- the grievances in the free agency first came up he was super mad he's like why are they getting rid of him I love Chris Bryant why, why can't we get rid of like the big guy like Schwarber who really hasn't done anything Oh, and that brings true. up some situations too because, I mean, Schwarber has had a way worse batting average, and he's just known for his home runs. Where Chris Bryant is more all around, like uh, could, skilled. Yeah, he, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, he can play base. He can play outfield. He's valuable on both offense and defense. So losing Chris Bryant of this much talent may be hurtful to this Cubs team. I mean, they also lost Castellanos, who was their only oh, offense yeah. in all of the play, like towards the end of the season, towards the Novembers and the Octobers. He was the only offense out of an entire team, and you trade him away. That's not the right way to do it. And yeah, you I trade away we- the players who have been having the most success for the team. And now they're with this Chris Bryant thing coming up. I think the, I, I, if I were the Cubs organization, I'd keep him for at least one more year, see what he has to prove to us. If he does, and what is it? He, he's definitely going to be wanting to prove things because if he wants to be going to a better team, he's going to have to play better, and that's going to work out for tooth. It's going to be a good for a good situation. If he plays better, then the Cubs get more value out of him. If he doesn't, then he's going to probably be sent to a worse team, which is not something he really wants. The minors, boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> in all honesty, though, we were talking. Let's give credit to the Cubs. I mean, it's not their fault about Castellanos. He's yeah. a free agent, and the Reds went. How about sixty-four million? And he just went, um, okay. They had nothing to do. They had nothing they could do with that. I mean, it's not like they wanted to give him away. The Reds, by the way, too. Holy crap! Look at their free agency this year. Watch out. Um, I wanted to cover something real quick. Um, Dusty Baker. Hey. Hey, Dusty Baker, former Washington Nationals manager and dumpster fire. Um, (laughs) Astros reached a sort of reached. Is that a word? Reached. Yes. Okay. Reach a short-term deal today with good old Dusty. Um, and as usual, another bad decision by the Astros. Um, <laughs> I don't have any other place to speak about Dusty Baker than that. I think he's a nice guy, but as a coach, um, got some work. That's all I got to say there. I mean, he was on the team when they uh, brought him to the. Was he on the team when he made it to the World Series? No, my no, wrong. Yes. no. They fired him. The, they I'm the wrong player. Wrong, wrong, wrong time. Wrong time of the year for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But he, they got fired him, and all of a sudden the weight got lifted off their shoulders, and they won the World Series. That but is uh, correct. That is and exactly if you, what if I were the Astros, I don't know why they saw that and thought, oh, let's let let's let's sign this guy. I mean, <laughs> well, he didn't have any like uh, cheating against him. <laughs> douche, 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 bam. <laughs> I'm hoping the Astros go like 0-162, although I know there's no way of that happening, but they can with kiss all my... That, yeah, know, with all that talent on that team. Just well, just a wow. Nobody's rooting for them anyway, so Justin Verlander, yep. leave while you can. Um, All right, anything else to discuss before we head nope. to Hoops? Yeah, well, since we're not into the summer or warmer days, we're still in the snowy days. Still, there's still snow on the ground here in Stuck Chicago. Stuck in colder weather. So we're not going to be talking much about the MLB. So we'll move into the more indoor sports. Move to the our, our my personal favorite. I'm probably assuming your personal favorite. Yes, correct. College hoops, baby. Let's go. Brand new AP poll dropped yesterday, and time to go through it as Let's usual. Do that. Um, I would like to start with. Actually, no, you can start. You can yeah, start top. 
I'll start. The top 10 really did not change all that much. Teams didn't really move up or down. Actually, the top seven didn't move anywhere from last no, week. Because uh, none of the teams really played that many big players. San Diego State still undefeated. Woo! Yes, sir. Do you want to talk about them? them and I, I think we said what we needed to say last week. Until they lose, I have nothing left to say on them. Baylor's still at the top at number one. Gonzaga's still, still next to them, even though they have four more wins. I still believe they should be number one. Oh, yeah, so do I. But other than that, we have our top seven. Next, new new eighth. There is a, just to let everyone know, there really has not been much big major moves in this AP poll from last week. No, not really. No, <laughs> the, high, the highest the team has moved up is four spots. As Sweet home. <laughs> The LSU. teams are finally figuring out how to win games and not choke against the worst teams. So, <laughs> yes. Actually, that's a lie because last night uh, Florida State lost. That's um. that's what it gets against Virginia. But, I mean, Virginia was uh, last year's national champ, so they still got some of their guys. Yeah, they have less AP votes than uh, Harvard. That's when you Oh, know my that. goodness. Yeah. Okay, is there really anything that, else? That might move up for next week, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Virginia's been really disappointing this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll start off with the leader of the Big East, even though the Big East has so many people in it. Yeah. Their highest team, or or, per, or is it team, college team, in the entire conference is only at number eight, and that's Villanova. Teams just finally got it together after a rough start to the season, and they have been hot. Yes, yes, they have been. And, you know, Villanova, every single year, Villanova always finds a way. You know, two years ago it was Jalen Brunson. Last year, it was mainly the efforts of Eric Paschal, mainly. I mean, mm-hmm. that team was not incredible last year. And, then, you know, this year I, it's been a couple of players that you just look at and you're like, wow, I don't know anybody on this team. Um, but the big one that you look at, I think, uh, Robinson Earl, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I think he's at, yeah, he's averaging 12 mm-hmm. points, 10 boards. And then um, Gillespie, right? Yes. Yeah, Colin Gillespie, 15-point. Yeah, he's their leading scorer. Um mm-hmm. Villanova has their role players, but they don't have that one big guy that you go, oh, my God, I know who that is. They don't have a real star player. No, Compared correct. to the last few years since. I mean, they've been a usual March Madness attendee. Of course, so, yeah. So, and they've always had that huge guy that you always want to pay attention, like a Zion of last year. But <sighs> this year they are more of a no-name team, sneaking, yeah. in t- sneaking into the top ten, though, for this as they've been red hot moving on, they just last week they beat Butler in the statement win, number 13 Butler, and I think that's why they move, they were able to move up. And then this week they really didn't really play that many hard teams. I mean, they played Providence, who's unranked, and St. John's, who's unranked, and beat both of those teams with soundly. I mean, yes, soundly, <laughs> beat them with ease. Um, so it wasn't wasn't that hard, but they're slowly moving up. And they're slightly moving up, and it'll go up because Florida State's kind of plummet. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think Florida State's just lost themselves at least uh, three or four spots. Yeah, when you lose to an unranked team that has less votes than Harvard, like you just said. Yeah. Oh, and Uh-oh. 13 less votes than Northern Iowa. Oh, boy. Hey, Missouri Valley hype. <laughs> Missouri Valley. I, I, favorite conference. Should be everybody's Woo. around here. Um, or Midwestern fa- biased, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Midwest's people. Midwest's people. Quote of the day. <laughs> Quote of the day. All right. Um, I'm going to touch real quick on Illinois because I think we discussed it oh, last boy, you're, week. You're hopping all over the place here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll hop around. I, right. I, I, I tend to find myself more interested with the bottom of the ranking. <laughs> um, I just wanted to give a shout out to the way they played. I mean, they have really surprised a lot of people. 
Um, they beat Michigan in Michigan in a game they were not expected to win. Purdue, well, Purdue sucks. Um, Wisconsin, they got creamed by Michigan State once, beat them one. I beat them the other time. Um, they've beat ranked Rutgers the last two times. <laughs> mm-hmm, they've beaten. Well, that's right. They've beaten ranked Rutgers the past twice. Good point. Um, but then you look at their non-conference schedule and you're just like, yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll see though. We're gonna find out how good this Illinois team really is here soon enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I if you saw the game against Michigan in Michigan, which is something hard to do to go all the way into into Michigan and win. Yeah. Despite that, they really don't have the talent they had last year. But I don't know if you saw the big shot they had this week. It was a game winner for excuse my uh, mispronunciation, Dosun Moose, late That's last minute. Right. I'm, I'm, I, he what is it? I showed it to my dad. That was like that was a huge shot. Pull up from mid-range over one of the Michigan guys as he was falling. Last seconds ticking down. Amazing shot. That shows that this Illinois team can be clutch. So that's, that, that puts a smile on both of their faces. And that's yeah, why I love watching that. They're, they're a great team, and I don't see them falling out of these rankings anytime soon. Knock oh, on you, wood. Yeah, Knock on it. wood. Game over. Um, Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, the, the Soon Wu has been very impressive. Uh, 16 points, 4 rebounds after last year being um, – a freshman bench warmer. Yep. Uh, he's really stepped up in a big way for Illinois. He's completely changed, did a 180 to this entire program here Correct. at Illinois. And you know what? Uh, Terrence Davis, last year for Illinois, he's now on the Raptors, if you did not know. Um, he's been, He played really well. He was their leading scorer. He averaged, like, he averaged like 25 last year. Now they had that big gaping hole they had to fill, and they have really done a great job. They recruited well, and Illinois will be on your March Madness brackets. Knock on wood. <laughs> Um, I'm excited, though, for this team, and hopefully a lot of people are, too. Yep. And then m- moving back up since we're hopping all over the we place. We are kind of hopping around. I'll move back to Duke, who actually dropped a spot. I mean, it's not a big difference. It's only one spot. They're now ninth instead of eighth. But Oh, no. They. <laughs> I mean, there there's a few headlines. I just want to talk about it because uh, yeah. – Last night, Coach K got pretty angry. This is a display of uh, the Dukes fans. If you don't know, they can get a little bit rowdy. And in this game, when they were destroying Pittsburgh, I believe, they uh, started yelling at the coach and making fun of him. Coach K was having none of it. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't mess with Coach K. (laughs) He was screaming from across the entire court in a packed house where everyone's talking. You could still hear him from the other side of the places they were he was able to shut down the car the ref had the ref had to hold him back not not any of his own like coaching stuff the ref had to hold him back (laughs) so yeah just bad 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 um you know duke sometimes can lose their cool here's the good news they don't host any games (laughs) (laughs) cameron indoor can become one of the most in uh, difficult environments to play in as a college athlete Mm-hmm. And that comes for not only college basketball, but for football too. And even though their football team is nowhere near as good, yes, um, they still have that th- legitimate threat with their home crowd. One of the you you look at college teams with some of the best student um, just hype crowds, and it doesn't matter what sport you go straight to Duke. Du- Duke. Um, <laughs> there you go. Let's fix in your sorry. Mic. It was a, we were adjusting the mic. Um, yeah, I think Duke this year is not going to have the same impact they've had in recent years, personally. Um, we'll see, though. You never know. Duke always has the tendency to choke in the Elite Eight, but not lose before that. So Yeah, I w- 
as we were talking about, they're saying I've been there before because I've traveled all yeah. around the world. I, I can't say all around the world. I've traveled all around the U.S. Oh, doesn't say I was as crazy, but I've been to 45 of the 50 states and I'm only 17. Crazy about that. Yeah. I've traveled to a solid five. <laughs> My mom might want to check that. I think it's like five and, I've, and I'm like yeah, two but years younger. I, I got to walk inside the stadium and just the way architecturally you could tell if it's a packed place, it's going to be loud and it's going to be... Given a few of the uh, opposing teams a few goosebumps when they're walking Goosies. into the game, so that's why it's a hard place to play at. And but although this next week, as we look into the schedule, they're not versing anyone hard, but they're not going to be at home for the next three games. Okay, they're going to be versing Syracuse, Boston College, and the greatest team. Oh God, I'm just making fun of them at this point. North Carolina. Everybody's <laughs> making fun of them now. They suck. Ten and ten. Yikes. <laughs> no brackets for you unless you win every single game the rest way out and win the ACC championship. Yeah, um, Duke doesn't really have a hard schedule until two weeks from now. They'll be hosting Florida State, so look forward to that game as it slowly comes up. But I think it's their last. Yeah, it's their last game against a ranked opponent. They only mm-hmm. have one left there, so they they can legitimately win the rest of their way out. So they're gonna make the bracket as usual when you got a guy like Coach K coaching them. Agreed. It's not gonna be hard to not make the bracket. So. <laughs> It, they are the New England Patriots of college basketball. And that's a fact. Now, here's the thing. They don't have many championships. That, too. And not only that, not everybody hates them. So, um, oh, burn. But they also don't cheat. <laughs> that, too. See, we're using this as a rip on the Patriots. Bill Belichick, <laughs> if you're listening, I still love you and want your autograph. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I had the chance to go to uh, the Patriots stadium when I was traveling. Guess what I did? I said no because it's against my religion <laughs> as a Dolphins fan. As a Dolphins fan, fan yeah. Um, I would, pr- I would still not deny the opportunity to go to Gillette Stadium. But <laughs> yeah, see, even though I hate the Patriots, there's some things you can't deny. Anyway, um, can we highlight real quick the three teams that entered these rankings this week? Yeah. We've got the Louisiana, uh, Louisiana. Why did I say Louisiana? LSU Tigers. <laughs> so apparently Joe Burrow isn't the only famous person at LSU. Because um, mm-hmm. they have actually a solid basketball program. Woo. Wichita State, it's a real shocker that they're on this list. Oh, oh my God. For all this Not you. with the March Madness puns. Like, yeah, oh, no. yes, sir. Wichita State, shockers. Yeah, get it? Mm-hmm, there's a shocker. <laughs> all right, sorry, people. I apologize. I'm very sad today. I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> The Penn State Nittany Lions. I don't have a joke for that one. Are at number 24. Oh, first shocker. Time. Another yeah, Big for, Ten team. First <laughs> time they're in the rankings, and that leads to one, two, three, four, five, six Big Ten teams in this. You got six right. Big Ten teams, and uh, spoiler alert, you've got uh, three on the horizon. Ohio State, Indiana, Wisconsin. Oh, Lord. Just Oh, and Purdue. Don't forget about Purdue. Yeah. Um, so basically the entire Big Ten. Um, <laughs> this is how it was last year anyway. Yeah. When- but compared to last year, we don't know yet this year, is that they were all of the Big Ten teams, I believe five of the six last year, won a game, won the first game. So great for the Big Ten, but not if you're uh, wanting to see more underdog stories like me and Matthew. So I love my underdog stories. I think everybody knows that at this point. And one of the underdog stories that has slowly died over the past couple of days and weeks, uh, actually past week, Northern Iowa. Um, Sad. 
It's it. They lost. Who did? I think it was Southern uh, Missouri. Illinois. Southern. Oh my God! Really? Southern Come on, Illinois. man. I believe so. Yeah, and guess who's in the lead in the Missouri Valley now? The Rambler Nation. Yeah, very Sister excited. Jean is Sister back Jean, at the top. <laughs> hundred years old, no one cares. So yeah, I really want to see her on her hundredth birthday and make the tournament. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, every single team except for Evansville and Illinois State and <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Um, yeah, we're just those two teams. And then Evansville wins. But I think every team in this conference except for those two, has a legitimate shot of going into the uh, conference tournament and saying surprise and winning. And the main one on that list for me is last year's defending champions who have been there before, the Bradley Braves. Um, they're a weird team. They always have been, though. You never, you uh, never know. They they like pulling things out of their magic hat at, or, at the end no, of the game. I wasn't going to say magic hat, but... Um, I was, I'm trying <laughs> to say PG here, mister. Yeah, I am too. Um, so I think that... You look at this, Bradley was a five seed in Missouri Valley last year. Doesn't matter, still won. So this conference is always unpredictable because of how many good teams there are every year in this one. Mm-hmm. But Evansville should not be 0-8 in conference. When you've beaten a team like Duke, you shouldn't be losing to uh, you shouldn't be losing to a team like um, Missouri State by like 30. That's that's bad. Um, and also we have another death reported: a murder of Liberty University. Um, <laughs> We talked about them last week as the 19-1 and beasts of the A-Sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that died. Um, who do they even lose to? I don't even know. North Florida and Stetson. I was actually watching that Liberty-North Florida game. I remember. The Ospreys of yes. North Florida. But, I mean, if you, honestly, if we, if we go through all the surnames for the Atlantic Sun, you'd probably not, laugh. There's You've got no. Ospreys, Hatters, Flames, Lions, Highlanders, Dolphins, Eagles, bison, and owls. Really? Those are just weird. Apart from the bison, that's normal. Florida people are the, those. those. Florida people. I'm telling you. How many teams in the – are they all in Florida except for Liberty? I th- oh, no, North Alabama. See, I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of weird teams in here. But And Kennesaw State's 1-19. Wow, that's really good. That's um, a statement right there. That's uh, that's Elk Grove. That's <laughs> that's Elk Grove basketball. Oh, we just burned Elk Grove, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was right. gonna say something, but I had to say it back because we are we go to Wheeling, so <laughs> yeah, hold that. Um, but t- to be completely honest, of course, all the underdog stories we had died in a fire. So also Duquesne. Oh, let's uh, yeah, oh, check let's, on your big Duquesne that you've been hyping. Yeah, up. I'm gonna just was, hide now. Um, because <laughs> they play Dayton tonight too. So that's that's oh. another, that's another loss. Um. Yeah, number seventh ranked Dayton. Yikes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. So Duquesne's got losses to Rhode Island by twenty oh, by twenty two. Oh, and goodness. UMass by nineteen. Yeah, yeah that's Matt, UMass. Bad. Oh boy, that's bad. They played Dayton tonight, and they're at eighteen point underdogs. Well, you're dead. Um, so there went that. I mean, they already beat Dayton once. You never. Oh no, they didn't. Uh, they almost beat Dayton once. They lost in overtime. Um. So and then you look at the rest of this conference. Yeah, everybody sucks. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna true. play the game of I've closed my eyes and we're picking a random conference and we'll talk about them for thirty seconds. Uh, ooh, oh Summit. boy. Okay, the Summit League. Uh, do I have anything to talk about here? Oh lord. No, because <laughs> Mike Dom Mike Dom graduated from South Dakota State. Yeah. Dominator. We could actually stay on topic and stay in the AP poll if you would Let's like. Let's stay in the AP poll. Um, all right. Mister over here. My apologies. I was okay. gonna talk about Butler. Who's oh yes. Been on Let's the talk fall. It. Let's talk about the disaster that Butler has turned into. They were recently, two weeks ago, they were ranked fifth, and they were on every, like, 
And every mock March Madness that I've seen so far, they were as a number one seed. Everyone's like, oh, Butler's going to be their first time ever in the number one seed. As soon as they put that out, they forgot to knock on wood, and they have dropped. Yes, they have. They have lost three games in the last two weeks. And they have, I mean, they're, they're still a great team with, all, with Baldwin on that team just lighting it up. Yeah. But besides Baldwin, there's been some struggles. And when you're, I mean, you're, when you lose to a team like Villanova, they had, and then Seton Hall, I mean. DePaul killed them, too. Yeah, DePaul killed them, too. They had, actually, if you look at it, they actually had three straight losses. <laughs> three oh yeah, that's right. Because they lost to three uh, straight losses over two weeks, and that's that's you can't do that. And they almost lost to Marquette, unranked Marquette, and oh, they won by four in overtime. They and then not, Georgetown, they barely beat last night. Yeah, they're not winning astoundingly as they used to. No. So that may have some problemos for that Butler team. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. And you know, one of the other teams that has really fallen off, as I'll touch on it real quick, is Auburn. Mm-hmm. If you look at since Alabama, oh boy, <laughs> lost by 19 to Alabama, lost their first game of the season, then lost by 22 to Florida. I thought you were a good team, Auburn. Um, then barely beat South Carolina, barely beat Iowa State, and then it took double overtime to beat Ole Miss. Went from really? fourth to now 17th, and even though they're still winning, they're not going to move up any higher. Probably they're not going to make it past the teens, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they just don't have the level of talent they had in recent years. Uh, Chuma Okiki. Oh, yeah, big guy. <laughs> big Chuma. Um, so that was really a big hurt for them. Um, let's see. Anybody else you want to cover? I got to cover my Oregon Ducks, obviously. Oh, yes, sir. They're still in there, and that means I'm still going to talk about them. Go they, for it. They're continuing to win. Peyton Pritchard is still continuing his MVP-like season for the Pac-12, which at this okay. point. Okay. That's a bold prediction, but one I can actually respect. Yes, they've. I mean, they're not really versed in that hard of teams. The Pac-12 isn't that great. As they, as, as they used player. to, they've only got, they have two ranked teams right now, and the only other team that's close, a third team that's close to being ranked is Arizona, and Oregon beat Arizona, and Oregon beat, or no, they actually they lost to Col Colorado, and that's the reason why Colorado's ranked, but <laughs> that, that Pac-12, they don't really have as much talent as they have in the, have had in the past years when Arizona was a number one seed, and USC was a great team, and when my Oregon Ducks were also a three seed during all those years, but now they've lost a lot of talent. I mean, even look at Washington. Washington used to be really good. Thing. They're two and six right now in Oof. in conference. They're they're almost they're tied for dead last in the entire division. That kind of shows. I mean, Oregon's been playing great. They don't really have to try so hard. I mean, they got Cal today, or actually, excuse me, tomorrow they have Cal. Yeah. So that should be another easy win. But the rest of the season. Oh. They Not continue their their last ranked opponent is going to be against Colorado, and if Arizona decides to move up into the rankings, it'll be Arizona too. But other than those two teams, they don't really have much, or at least hard, harder opponents to play against. So, go Ducks, and I think they're going to continue to keep rolling. May make it up in the top ten if they continue this winning streak. But mm -hmm. since the people that they're versing aren't really that good, I don't see them moving up into the top ten. This or next week, at Unless least. Florida State loses another game. Yes. Well. Um, la just my final quick shout out. Um, it is to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Um, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, we uh, um, we've lost the legend in the one and the only Rutgers in that loss to Iowa. That was devastating. And then they almost lost to Nebraska. That that's that's not a good look. Um, 
But, you know, Rutgers is going to be an interesting team to follow. I- I'm very into the Big Ten. It's, it's around here, and you got a lot of underdog stories this year in that mm-hmm. conference. Should be interesting. Um, and Oregon finally can smile because they have a resume builder if they can start beating Colorado, who's at 20. Yeah. I so. just can't wait to see what these Scarlet Knights have got up their sleeve. Me too. I mean, they are right now probably the top underdog to watch. And at this point, another the ranked in the top 25, I don't think they're going to be considered underdogs because they're going to be such high-ranked in March Madness if they continue this win streak. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the fact that they're in this Big Ten where they have one, two, three, four, five, four, five games, they have a chance to be – Right now, as of now, they have three games, but if Michigan decides to wake up and if Ohio State decide to wake up, they'll be versing ranked teams of them too, and those are all very, very good teams. Since you're in the Big Ten, you obviously have to verse some hard teams, but beating teams like that, it's going to be hard to stay in the top 25, and that's why, as much as I love this, I don't think Rutgers has it in them to continue oh, no, to, neither beat, do I. to beat Maryland, to beat Illinois once again, even though they've lost twice to them, I believe already and they've and they have to finish the season off i believe no yeah they 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 actually i was looking into march i didn't i i'm getting ahead of myself no but, you're good yeah they, they have they have to verse four ranked teams they still got to verse maryland twice and maryland's number one Ooh. michigan i think michigan state's ahead of them right i, I think illinois is ahead of all of everybody no, I'm talking about top 25 ranked wise. Oh, but Michigan, Michigan State, State is the highest. Michigan State, that's what I was thinking. Michigan State is the highest, and it goes Maryland, which Maryland has been playing well. they got to get past Maryland twice. Oh, good so, Lord. As much as I love these Rutgers Scarlet Knights, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts because it's probably not going to be here next week. <laughs> Too bad. I'm going to ask you an interesting question, um, and it's about the college hoops. Mm-hmm. How many te- is there a legitimate chance, considering how well the Big Ten has played this season, that we can see ten teams make it from the tournament from the Big Ten? Is is there a legitimate possibility of it? I will pull. Give give me a second, real quick. Let me let me pull up this Big Ten conference sure, just so I can ahead. take a look at it because there are the big teams and there are the bad teams. If I look at this now, we got Illinois. It's probably going to make it the way that they've been playing. Michigan State's going to make it. Maryland's going to make it. That's three. Rutgers is probably going to make it the way that they've been playing, even though they might be on the downfall. You never know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it four for now. We got Iowa is number five. Yep. They definitely should make it with as much as Luke Garza's just couldn't go and ham on whoever he yeah. plays against. Indiana has a chance to make it if they play better. I mean, they're five and four in the conference. They got to find a way to win better in the conference. Penn State's ranked, even though they're four and four in the conference right now. Crazy to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that one does definitely uh, – point out is an interesting one and then you got crazy things like michigan or yeah michigan ohio state and purdue at the bottom i don't think any of those teams are going to be making it up at anytime soon oh no ohio state will get in ohio state will find find a way michigan will find a way even though they're three and six in the conference both those teams yeah but again look at penn state you realize why they're on here too they're 12 they're 14 and 5 and yeah they don't have the greatest record in conference but they're they are uh 14 and 5 Penn State is gonna if they're in the if you're in the top 25 you you will be in the tournament. It, it that's that is what it is. Yep, that's usually the case. <laughs> and then you look at Indiana, Wisconsin. I'm saying all the six ranked teams for the Big Ten in Indiana seven, Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin no. no. Ohio that's State. Gonna, I think it's gonna be the limit. Wisconsin's gonna be between Indiana and Wisconsin. That's gonna be the cutoff. So Did I'm it. thinking eight guaranteed, and then after that you got a lot of question marks. Uh, yes. 
There's only two that I can say, yeah, no way. Uh, Nebraska and Northwestern. Unless they, <laughs> and le- unless one of them just pulls something out of their uh, behinds. Magic hat. Behinds. As you, said you could say behinds. Out of their behinds and wins the Big Ten championship. Like Northwestern is like 8 and 40 and like wins the Big Ten championship. That'd be funny. Northwestern in the 16th seed would be a weird look. Um, It'd be odd, but fun to watch. <laughs> it would be odd, and it would be very fun to watch. Um, anything else you want to add? Nope. I think we've covered everything so far, and probably is going to conclude our episode number six of What Are We Doing? Talking about sports, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Th- thanks for tuning in, everyone, to our episode six and uh i think that's gonna be it we'll see you guys next week have a good night everybody